Hello and welcome to ECNM on Air, a podcast series from ECNM magazine that shares industry intelligence, insights, and opinions on all topics electrical. I'm your host, Ellen Parson, editor in chief of ECNM, and I'm here today with some industry experts to discuss how the ongoing workforce shortage continues to plague the nation's construction industry, as it has for decades. Specifically, we're going to be talking about Rosenden Electric's new partnership with Arizona State Educators and the steps that they're taking to recruit and train the next generation of electrical workers. So we have Rosenden CEO Emeritus Mike Greenwald and Edward Coda with Arizona's Department of Education and Chief Strategy Officer and Chairman of the Arizona Education Economic Commission with us today. When we recorded this podcast initially, we actually got so much great information from these two that I just I decided to split the podcast into parts, making it more manageable for our listeners and to ensure that you don't miss any of this awesome content. There was just too much great stuff to fit in one episode. So here we are today, part one, and we're going to talk about this new partnership Rosenden has built with Arizona State Educators because it really serves as a groundbreaking model for construction firms nationwide. Um, offering a whole new way to boost the electrical workforce of the future. So today we're going to talk about background on the pre-apprenticeship program created for Grand Canyon University, how it works hand-in-hand with the Arizona Education Economic Commission. We'll also go through Mike's personal journey from a C student to apprenticeship to the head of a $3 billion electrical contracting company at Rosenden. Um, Really, really interesting there. And we'll dive into the innovative ways that these two are working together to recruit and retain the next generation of electrical workers. I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves briefly before we start our discussion. Mike, would you like to begin? Uh, Yes, uh, it's good to be here. And I am Mike Greenewald, and I am the uh, CEO Emeritus of Rosenden. Um, I've been with Rosenden for, you know, 22 years now, been in the electrical contracting industry since 1979 where I started as an apprentice at, uh, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, local 640. Um, I've had a, a, a very unique career. Uh, I've sat in about every seat in the business, uh, starting from an apprentice and decided I wanted to be a boss and moved into the office. And it's been an amazing opportunity after opportunity after opportunity came to me and uh, I became CEO, took over the wheel in 2020. Um, it's been an amazing career, uh, electrical contracting industries in my blood. And as I started wrapping up my career, I just saw the shortage and thought how, what a bad thing it is, the fact that young men and women out there don't know how great this industry is and what they can do. And if you don't want to be a, an electrician 10 years in, you can become an estimator and right. CEO. So this business is just so vast. So kind of went on my mission to see if I could help it out a little bit. And uh, it's been a very rewarding move so far. So here I am. Yes, thank you. We're, we're glad, we're excited to hear all about that. So Edward, how about you? Thanks so much, Ellen. It's great to be here. Um, so my name is Edward Cota. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer for the Department of Education here in Arizona. Um, I come from the private sector. Um, so I have a, a much different, I guess, perspective than a lot of other people within the Department of Education uh, that, that are in this building. Um, but uh, I was uh, an executive for a Fortune 500 company for about 17 years and decided to, uh, to come here. Um, there, we saw a huge need and, um, you know, we, we're all struggling. No, no, there's no industry that's immune to um, this work shortage, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then life 
really, really changed when I went to um, uh, to GCU and I met uh, Mike Rosaden here um, and, and he'll get into that story later. But, you know, I will tell you that when you get the right group of people that are highly motivated and open minded and you're rowing in the same direction, it is incredible what we can accomplish. And, and we're excited to share a lot. Of, I'm excited to that for Mike to share all the work he's done. Uh, and I'm excited to share what what some unique things that we're doing here in Arizona. Okay, great. Absolutely. Well, let's start out with, um, I believe we're going to be talking about two educational programs today. We've got um, the Grand Canyon University, which I think we're going to talk about first, which Rosenden started. And then uh, we're, we're moving into the other program, which is the Arizona Education Economic Commission, and then maybe how those two are working together. So you guys can explain that. Uh, but Mike, maybe we could start with, um, as you kind of noted already, one of the reasons you're so passionate about these programs is it relates to your personal journey throughout your long and successful career in the electrical industry. So could you start us out with maybe a few of your experiences and how that relates to, um, you know, why you're so passionate about this particular initiative? Uh, yes, you know, my my entrance into the electrical contracting industry was rather interesting because I was I was your typical C student. I didn't like high school uh, mm -hmm. to stay living under my parents' roof. I had to go to college. So I went to automotive tech at a community college. Uh, love that until to finish my schooling. I had to take these things called uh, English uh, humanities credits. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was still back in school. Um, I had a neighbor that was noticing my talents on working on cars and the ability to take anything apart, which I'd been mm -hmm. doing since I was 10, uh, put it back together. And he said, you need to be an electrician. And it was very tough in the late 70s to get into the uh, union apprenticeship here. And uh, he helped me get into a, in a program called CETA, the Comprehensive Employment and Training Act of, I think it was a Nixon era program. Mm -hmm. It was uh, coming to Arizona for Palo Verde was getting built and we needed apprentices. So um, economically, my family fit the mold for CETA and I was in. Uh, CETA put us through a pre-apprenticeship program. I knew nothing about electrical construction and 12 weeks later, I'm proud to say I was, I was you know, top of my pre-apprenticeship class and couldn't wait till I could go out and go to work. With that, off we went. Well, as I worked through my career, I sat on the local apprenticeship committee for about 11 years, uh, worked hard on workforce development as Rosedon branched out across the country mm -hmm. and noticed in 2010, 2011, the shortage was really impacting our ability to scale our business. Mm -hmm. uh, we became big recruiters. Rosedon stepped out and was Every local union we went to, I think we became one of their top one of their top organizers. Mm -hmm. We roll into these little towns in North Carolina. We were hiring off the streets, working with the local unions to train, to get them into the programs, put them into their apprenticeships. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, the problem keeps increasing. Rosedon keeps getting bigger. Right. Uh, I'm now in a in a in a senior level position. Um, just as I became CEO, I had this crazy idea that I, I couldn't get our community colleges were pretty rigid. Other colleges were rigid to the ideas I had on a pre-apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. so I came up with a crazy idea and I pitched the board that I was going to buy a private 
air conditioning training school. I'm going to go buy one of these for-profit schools and convert it <laughs> to an electrical training. They can keep training air conditioning, but we're going to figure out how to use their knowledge on education, uh -huh. financing the education, and recruitment. Okay. Or really didn't like that idea. I don't know what it was about an electrical contractor buying a school, but they thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. And one of them said, I have a, a an acquaintance that's on a advisory board at GCU. That was my, that the, the door was open. So I made up a slide deck. I got a, an audience with, I thought, a, a, I thought a couple of people and Mike, the electrician with the journeyman wireman's ticket in his pocket in some college walked into a room of the top leaders at Grand Canyon University. They didn't know what I was going to talk about. So they had head of the technology department, head of the engineering department, head of the mathematics department. There's more PhDs in that room. Wow. And I'm sitting there pitching them mm -hmm. on a pre-apprenticeship on getting <laughs> young men and women into the electrical contracting world and how it would benefit Grand Canyon University, uh, what's in it for them, how it would help the industry and the big why I was so passionate. And mm -hmm. I cited the shortage numbers, uh, their eyebrows all raised when I talked about the earning, the, the capability of earning, you know, the income for journeyman right. environment, mm -hmm. benefits packages, the ability to travel. It was a good meeting. And I thought, well, I got my time. They listened. Um, nothing's going to happen. They called back a week later and said, come back. Wow. So and when was that? And what year was that? That was September. It was the last week, September 27th of 2021 was my first meeting. Okay. I was back in their office in October and I was in President Mueller's office. Two weeks later, the president of the university, mm -hmm. basically, I knew they checked my numbers because he started spouting off the same numbers. Okay. And I knew they checked my math. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we do this? Mm -hmm. And I said, we have to get together and work on it. And he said, I want the first class to be September of 2022. Mm -hmm. And we're heading into the holiday season without curriculum, without a plan, without instructors, without financing. So I went back to the board and was able to write a very nice check to get it started. Mm -hmm. And we started working together. And we built a program that's a pre-apprenticeship. It's a one semester class. Okay on campus at Grand Canyon University. They are a registered Grand Canyon University student. Okay. They are college students. The C mm -hmm. students that got overlooked by their counselors that were probably gonna be in the construction business somewhere mm -hmm. are going to college. And That's they're not amazing. Going, they're not going to community, they're going to a university. Mm -hmm. And the classes are basic, uh, uh, we have electrical theory, we have a mathematics class, we have a, a, a kind of a technology class, but the most important classes, and they call it Mike's, they call it Mike's adulting classes, is it's it's basic <laughs> communications okay. and personal finance. Mm -hmm. Our electricians, we hear more stories that they can't make it to work because they either gambled or did something with their paycheck through the weekend. Right. Uh, they they really haven't learned much about personal finance and how to manage money. So. Part of the whole education process is teaching them things that when I was in high school, I had a business class. It was an elective I had to take and I learned how to do budgets and such. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, we had to communicate differently. We didn't have an iPhone to communicate. We were I'm very proud that we were able to put those in. Um, so who we're targeting, uh, we're targeting uh, communities that are uh, underserved. Uh, we're mm -hmm. targeting the 2.5 students that are gonna leave high school and do something. Um, we're looking for the ones with mechanical ability to desire the ability to fill out a, a, a an application for the school. Okay. And what age are these? What age are you targeting? Well, like, we're looking you... at uh, seniors in high school. Okay. We, mainly seniors in high school, but we've had some that are uh, military coming out of the military. Mm -hmm. uh, we've have we have a couple that are uh, re. They've decided to retrain themselves. They're, they went to universities, uh, accountants. Mm -hmm. Got a couple of school teachers that oh, have come okay. in. The idea is we get them a, a one semester class that's 16 credit hours. They have hands-on training where they work about, learn about hand tools. They learn to bend conduit. They learn to make up three-way switches, wire sizes, wire colors, basic things that make it so they can earn money themselves and they mm -hmm. can make a contractor money when they go to work for them. Awesome. First year apprentices are worse than a box of chocolates because you never know what you're going to get. With uh -huh. these kids, <laughs> we know what we're getting. Yeah. So is this all in person? I take it. It's at this or yes. is some of it virtual? It's right now it's all in person. We felt okay. it was very to learn how this works and to right. learn how to for the instructors at GCU Grand Canyon to learn how to work with this group. They mm -hmm. had to kind of get a feel for it. So we are still in person. Uh, Rosenden uh, hosts the on uh, the hands-on classes. Okay. Um, and we have other contractors in the industry that have joined up, and they're also hosting some of the classes as well. So once they're graduated, let's say from this pre-apprenticeship type program, then are they they can obviously go on to work somewhere else, or there are opportunities at Rosenden also if, with like trying to groom these people. We're we're it's a pre-apprenticeship. And the local JETC is our sponsor. Okay. So we are sponsored by a full apprenticeship, but we're, this is for the industry. This is not just for the union industry or for mm -hmm. ECU couldn't pick sides, union, non-union. So we have non-union okay. participants mm -hmm. and we have, uh, there's about three non-union apprenticeships and the local JETC interviewing and recruiting these young men and women into okay. the apprenticeships. Awesome. So Rosenden, um, I committed, the first class was 40. I committed we would employ all 40. We'll take mm -hmm. that no matter what. Okay. So we pulled 37, came through that first class, and Rosenden brought them all on. Okay. Most of them most of them went on into the apprenticeship at the local JETC. The second class, uh, I would say we took about 50% of them. We had another class of 40. We took Rosen and took 50%. The rest are for working for our competitors. We scaled the class up um, in September of this year, uh, September of 2023. We had 115, 115 graduates. Wow. And we only took 25. The rest are out in industry, but we are okay. placing 100%. 100% of the young men and women that choose to go on that want mm -hmm. to be employed are employed. Wow. So this is fantastic. Through, yeah, we've we're at about 100 and 140, 160 uh, certificates, people completing completing the program. And we've also added at GCU a, a machine tool list, a, a CNC machine tool. Uh, 
with 40 that came through. So we're scaling this into other industries. So, but it's been a, it's a been big boost in the electrical contracting industry in Arizona, uh, hoping to scale it next September in Austin, Texas. So okay. part, of, part of my work this year will be to go help Texas. Uh, learn and it sounds like you're setting your sights also, then we'll move into how this um, program also works with this economic commission. You, you know, grown that, but as far as you said, you mentioned that you've also not just targeting high school students that you have camps that target junior high age yes, kids yeah. as well. Like you're really having to go earlier because yeah, I mean, the perception is um, when we talked, we have a 30 under 30 with ECNM and we always, one of the major issues that comes up is like, how are you being recruited and retained? Because everybody's working for the same workers. Mm -hmm. So you're all trying, you're all competing for those same, you know, top-notch people coming into the electrical profession and who is getting them and what is important to them. And a lot of them just kind of lucked into the industry. They didn't know they liked electrical engineering or electrical contracting. It was kind of like a luck of the draw. They weren't even um, educated on it. Their parents didn't know about it. Like you said, your parents, like you had to go to college, like that wasn't even an option. So it's just educating um, those children as well as their parents on the opportunities, how much money they can make, the flexibility, they won't have the student loans, like all these different things. So is that yeah. why you're targeting the younger, even younger, you know, even maybe younger, yeah. You know, the, the the really cool thing is is we've learned through GCU. We're right now all of the people go through GCU for zero cost. It's funded by the contractors. Zero wow. cost. Okay. So better. We also you know it, it Data shows that you have to get younger. You really have to huh. the younger group. Mm -hmm. So Rosen has started what we call Camp Build. Okay. We're doing five of these summer camps across the country. In the cities where we have our largest presence, we have one to two summer camps there uh, a summer. Okay. Uh, and it's for junior high boys and girls, uh, uh -huh. you know, sixth grade up to high school. And it's a week-long camp. Oh, Okay. In this, we partner with the building trades and we have the pipe fitters help teach, mm -hmm. the carpenters union. So these boys and girls come in and they pour concrete, they hammer nails, they use saws. Wow. They solder copper. They mm -hmm. solder copper. We're giving, we're giving young 11-year-old girls a soldering torch. Mm -hmm. That's so Our cool. safety department, I usually send them on a vacation that week. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> we figured it out. We we are safe. These kids are bubbled okay. up like, you know. Right. Uh, but anyway, they solder. They they build a lamp. They bend mm -hmm. conduit. They paint. They build a doghouse that we donate to the local pet shelters. Um, that's awesome. How, is, and that's in conjunction with, did you start this later or this is more recent, the camps? We started the camp in 20, we started before COVID actually. Oh, okay. COVID kind of slowed us down a little mm -hmm. bit and it's back. We were in one location before COVID and now we're, we're going across the country. Uh, we've even had some impromptu uh, people asking us. We did one here in Arizona over Christmas. We partnered uh -huh. with one of our general contractors and did it at a community college for over Christmas. Oh. We had, uh, we had 20, 20 boys and girls sign up for an over Christmas camp. We've got great partners with Milwaukee Tools. Mm -hmm. uh, the, all the supply houses help us out. We give the okay. campers, they leave mm -hmm. with a pouch of tools that dad is going to love. Mm -hmm. uh, and most of them in today's times are more handy and more capable of using those tools. 
than their dad. It's uh, that's unbelievable. So, yeah, that's yeah. Our answer to the you know to looking at the labor situation, it's uh, the answer long term strategically is in the sixth grade right now. Well, okay. We have to we have to get into their minds and their parents' minds that this is an education opportunity, mm -hmm. a career, and it is a profession. Electrical contractor, electricians. Piders, pipe fitters, carpenters, that's not something you do because you can't get into college. Yeah. Something you do because right. that's your passion. Mm -hmm. And there's an education that goes with it. The mathematics, their critical thinking, everything that you're looking for, the communication, everything that colleges are looking for, uh, that everything that even every employer is looking for is critical to construction. So I see it as a formal education. I see it as a, a very honorable thing and mm -hmm. uh, we want the young men and women in sixth grade to know that that is an option and we want their right. parents to know that there are options and you can be successful and you can be a great great contributor to society and to industry with a with a journeyman wireman's ticket hanging on the wall that is so creative too like you wouldn't think about going clear down to the sixth grade but obviously like you've been doing this for 30, 40 years, and you haven't seen a change in this workforce shortage in all that time, right? It yeah. just keeps getting worse. It just keeps getting worse. And we keep right. trying to hire more apprentices and they move mm -hmm. on. We keep trying to, we had our CECW plan where we're bringing in all the people from the non-union. Yeah. And they're, the non-union is old as I am. I mm -hmm. mean, they're all, everybody on the job site's gray haired or they're young. Mm -hmm. There's no in between. Mm -hmm. So we have to, we have to, Tactically work on right now with GCU and what Department of Education is doing tactically to fill the help fill the void now, but strategically, we need to make sure that the sixth graders are all wanting to be in some alternative program. That's amazing. The yes. Key is, the key is, no matter what we do and what I'm going to keep working for, zero college debt. Mm -hmm. This yes, that's that's becoming more and more attractive now that people are understanding the gravity of that one. Before it's just like, oh, the student loans, whatever you get out, and you have two hundred thousand dollars, and you know, and people are the younger people are really grasping that now. Unlike maybe people my age who didn't. Yes. Um, the one they thing have I'd like to debt. close with is or add is a journeyman wireman in Arizona at forty hours a week, just working no overtime, mm -hmm. makes over seventy thousand dollars a year. And his health care is paid for for him and his family. He or she right. has pension. Mm -hmm. uh, the statistics in the Arizona Republic three weeks ago <laughs> in the state of Arizona, the average bachelor of science yeah. makes $68,000 a year. Okay. A master's makes $75,000 a year in Arizona. Uh huh. So I, that's, that, that's pretty convincing. Mm -hmm. when, you see what our, when you see what our wiremen are making on overtime right now with all of these big facilities going on in this state, it is. Right. It is it and is what a time to get into it with so much work. You know, you guys have more work than you can do. So obviously yeah. that's a great thing. That's, um, kind of, that's kind of the program. Mm -hmm. Let's try Like Now let's move into a little bit about how this works in conjunction with this public private partnership that you have with um, the state of Arizona and how that's uh, working with this other Arizona Education Economic Commission? Yeah, I'll, I'll let Edward take that one. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Um, so let me start by saying that it's it's so, you know, it, it's hard to even add to anything that Mike's doing. Um, so let me just 
Starbit, the Arizona Education Economic Commission um, is a true public-private partnership. Um, the superintendent of public instruction in Arizona, his name is um, Superintendent Tom Horn. He truly understands that education, that career technical education and the economy are so closely intertwined. Okay. Um, and, you know, him and I had a discussion when he first took office and, you know, I came from the private sector. I said, listen, I... <laughs> Um, I'm in a position in my life where I can I can afford to take a couple of years off and, and do this. I said, but listen, we need we've got a problem here. We, we've uh -huh. got a crisis, an industry. There is no industry that's 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 immune to this. Um, and so he he said, hey, he's like Edward, take your do this. Um, I want you to you know create a commission and run it your way, and um, and we have a total support from him. Uh -huh. um, he created the Arizona Education Economic Commission. It is market driven and industry led, right? So it is Mike who's driving this. It, it's it's the Mikes of the world. It's these other CEOs that are telling us what they need mm -hmm. and how they need. And we're partnering with GCU. Um, and I'll give you just a couple quick numbers for your listeners to to to. Uh, let me give you just a few numbers here. Okay. One of them is ninety six point four. The other one is thirty three thousand. And the other number is 70,000. Let me tell you why those numbers matter. If you're a parent, 96.4 is the graduation rate of a student of students who participate in a career technical education program. Think about that. Mm -hmm. right? right. So here we have Mike, right, who's climbed done every job, rose to CEO and understands the value that you get from having that, right? I mean, you're learning things. So they're engaged. These kids are engaged when they're, when they're involved with their hands or whatever it is that they're doing. The other number I gave you was 33,000. Now, if you're an employer, 33,000, that is the, those are the number of students that are placement eligible. Mm -hmm. That number of students that are placement eligible. This is for, this is just for Arizona. Okay. So right. if you're an employer, think about how this fits into your state, but that's, that is your future workforce. Right. And the last uh, and, and the last number I gave you is 70,000. And that's right along the lines that Mike said. Right. That is the average salary. Starting salary. Right. Of someone who completes an apprenticeship program. I mean, look, you're not, it, right. That's a game changer. You know, yeah, where else so, can you do that? Yeah. What other country can you do that? Mm hmm. I mean, I've been all over, like, you know, I mean, show it to me. So here's the thing, right? I mean, I think what's really unique about what we're doing here in Arizona is two things. One, one, we have the support from the Department of Education from Superintendent Horn, right? He's, I mean, it's whatever it takes is his mentality. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is the Department of Education, I, there's a lot of workforce things out there, but, you know, I mean, we actually hold, we are the workforce, right? Um, and the other thing that we believe in um, as a commission is we're starting early. So we could not agree with Mike anymore, right? I mean, it's, it's, we absolutely need to start early. So what's unique about Arizona is this commission has, uh, we have created a formula and, and I would encourage anyone who's interested to see an attractive alternative or to see an, another pathway, please uh -huh. go to website and click on deliverables and you'll see the framework there you'll see our model um and the the website is az like arizona so it's az okay. e -E dot org the az e -E 
dot org. Okay. Check that out, and what and what you'll see there is is the actual framework of what we're doing. And and I'll give you just a high level uh, view of it. It's we start early in middle school with career advisors. Um, we work with each specific industry um, to we leverage technology to give them an immersive technological experience really hands-on, either using a phone or a tablet, virtual reality, augmented reality, um, because we have to take, we have to speak to students now on their level, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you go anywhere, if you have kids like, wait, like I do, you, you go in and, and they're on their phones, right? So let's put that content on their phones. Right, sure. Let's move to the rest. After mm -hmm. that, you know, we start to develop them still. You're in middle school, right? I want them to go work for Mike. I would love anybody to work for Mike, mm -hmm. but they readiness skills they've got to have industry skills so we teach them that then they merge into high school once they're in high school then they start to okay let's get into this i want to get I'll, you know i want to be an electrician right um you're in a cte a career technical education program and that's where the industry steps in that's where um the the electrical contractors the trade step in they say okay we need i'm just going to make this number up 50 students we need 50 we need 50 people um, these kids are in this program. Let's get them involved. We'll hire them. We'll find different roles so they can at least learn our culture, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's offices or something, but it's really important to understand the culture of your of your business, right? Um, while they're there, they learn communication skills, work ethic, problem solving, industry specific interviewing skills, right? I mean, that's these are all important things. And when they leave, they're either career or college ready, mm -hmm. and we already have examples of this working we have kids that have come out of um a cte course here in arizona that are now working at tsmc the taiwanese semiconductor manufacturing corporation okay i mm -hmm. mean these are great success stories um and uh you know i i, I can't thank mike enough um, for the work that he's done the 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 contribution um just lending experience in terms because this framework that you'll see if you go to that site this is driven by the market. Um, but what's interesting, again, is that it's in, in our state, it's the Department of Education that holds those students, and we're the ones driving this. We're facilitating. We're letting the market drive it, but we're really facilitating this. So I think that's that's different. Um, and what I'll tell you is our approach is, is a little unique because we have three solutions that we're providing. One is short-term, medium, and long-term. The short-term is we have an adult education program that we'll be releasing in two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, very very similar to the framework I just told you. So with short term, it's through adult education because everybody needs workers now. Me the uh, medium term, medium range is high school, right? Talking uh -huh. about seniors, freshmen, sophomore. And our long term is exactly what Mike said. That's that's delving into middle school and, um, and and hopefully younger at that point, you know, but we're taking best practices from Rosenden and, and, and working with these camps. Um, uh, because, you know, um, it's interesting when I go and meet with a lot of these guys, uh, it was funny when I first met Mike, I didn't even have to, I had nothing to say to him because he told me everything. I mean, I, it was just like, I mean, I was like, I have nothing to add to what, <laughs> what you just said, but it's funny because, you know, like, look, I like to play chess. And when I meet with these companies, they're like, yeah, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. We need workers and our industry is dying. Like, like this, it's not acceptable, but I always ask them, I'm like, guys, what are you going to do? Like, I understand mm -hmm. you have a problem. What are you going to do in three years or five years or 10 years? Yeah. You know, this is legacy work. You know, yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike could go do whatever you, Mike, you can go do whatever you want, but I commend you for sticking around and yeah. helping 
because he's an industry guy and that's what we want. So I'd encourage people to take a look at what we're doing in Arizona, reach out to us, reach out to Mike. Um, and I hope other departments of education um, get on board because absolutely. I think that I don't know if I'm going to mess this phrase up or whatever it is, but I think, what is it? The hand that rocks the cradle rules the right. world. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it may not rule the world, but I got to tell you, we've got the workforce. And, and so mm -hmm. I don't know where, unless there's some magical trick or some email I missed where everybody has enough workers or they're just getting people. I don't know where they're going, but um, no. we, we hope that they come on board with us and, 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 and other states. We've already had a, a, quite a few states reach out to us and they're I was going to say, I'm sure listening to this, a lot of, you know, maybe not the size of Rosenden, but other contractors, like everybody's feeling this pain, whether they're small, medium, large. And then it's like, but what do we do about it? Like everything we've done isn't working. We keep getting people, you know, stolen from to other companies. Um, they can't keep them and it can, can't just recruit them. You can't retain them once you get them. So um, it's not going away. So this is really, really innovative. And I'm so glad we're talking about this. I'm sure we can um, we'll want to come back with, um, I'm sure lots of people will have questions and want to know, go to the website, maybe reach out and find out more about this. Well, it looks like we're about out of time for today. Thank you so much to Mike and Edward for sharing their industry insight, knowledge, and experiences with us today on their new training partnership. In closing, I'd also like to thank managing editor Ellie Coggins and editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together. For more information, visit our website at ecmweb.com. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. Well, I think that's it for now. I'm Ellen Parson signing off of ECNM on air. Please let me know if you have any podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out our website for more podcasts and other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.